So you wanna know how long it takes to get flexible or to get mobile? It's a really common question and we just uploaded a kick-ass video on YouTube explaining this process. So it seems fit that we would go through a little bit of a Q&A and uh, talk through it because we only got flexible in the last couple of years. We were not flexible when we were younger. And um, yeah, you're gonna learn some really cool stuff in this show. Hey everyone, in case you haven't met, my name's Rad Burmeister. That's my brother, Yanni Burmeister. We're the co-founders of Unity Gym and co-creators of the UMS, Unify Movement System, where we turn driven people into superhumans. And the way we get such astonishing results with our members is that we've created a kick-ass program that has a perfect balance between strength and flexibility. It's very unique, and if you wanna know how we do it, grab one of the free downloads, the Strength Blueprint, Flexibility Blueprint, or Nutrition Blueprint. There's a link in the description of this video. And also consider joining our private Facebook group, UMS movement mastermind you will be able to ask us any questions upload videos so that we can help you and uh, you get to see these videos live uh, for a Q&A so today we're talking mobility and how long it took us to get flexible also uh, consider subscribing to the podcast that's Subscribe what we're doing we're podcast. recording a podcast here that's right big shout out to everyone listening to the sound of movement the unity gym podcast big shout out to Phil White for producing the podcast for us and big shout out to Richie behind the um, camera and the sound mixer and the audio and everything here producing this show. I'm going to get the show Just up. Just a so whole bunch of awesomeness. Uh, before we get started, anyone who's watching the live stream, make sure that you chime in, um, comment who you are, where you're watching from. We like to know who we're talking to. It does help us a little bit uh, with the discussion and all that. And of course, get your questions in about, uh, anything really about motivation. We've been talking a lot about habits and, um, and addictions this week. Got a lot of our tribe, uh, sharing what they're working to overcome in the morning workout on YouTube this morning. Lots of people giving up beer, chocolate, all sorts of different things. Rad gave up dairy recently. I gave up bread, uh, because I was eating a lot of it. About five months ago now. Yep. And I, uh, I, did, I did it again for the second time this year because I broke for my 40th birthday. So yeah, it's, uh, it's been a big couple of weeks and we're getting seeing some really good results from everyone out there. Mm-hmm. But today we're talking about flexibility because we had a lot of people asking us a lot of times how long it takes to get flexible. Mm-hmm. And uh, flexibility training is, is very different, I think, to strength training mm-hmm. and cardiovascular uh, exercise where results are quite linear. You can program for them quite easily and, uh, and expect a fairly linear adaptation process. Flexibility is a, a little bit different. Uh, it's a real process of your body becoming comfortable with certain things. And uh, depending on how long you've neglected your flexibility for uh, and your starting point, uh, it, yeah, it can be a really tough back and forth process. Of yeah, there's so many more people that we see. Correct me if I'm wrong, if you're in a different circle than me, you know, maybe if you're a dancer um, or a yogi, maybe you see things differently. But in with what I see, for every flexible person, there's, you know, 20, 30 50 strong people and uh, and fit people. They're, they're, it just it seems to be something that people are more motivated to train for. And for good reason, it's like you said, when you train strength training, you see the results really quickly um, and you feel the results quickly. Like you can immediately feel yourself getting stronger and you start to see it in the mirror, you know, your body changes. But flexibility, you can 
do it for months and not feel like a single thing has changed. And that really sucks. Yeah. It's a really disheartening I think especially experience. that first three to six months yeah. where you start banging the drum and, and really stretching consistently and the results you get are not aligned much with the effort you put in. Yeah, because flexibility is a skill that besides the fact that there's so many theoretical components to it that you have to understand, like it's, it's like designing a strength training program. It's far more complex than just turning up and doing the work. You have to know how to periodize and how to use different methods and how, what's enough, to, how to prescribe enough to get the volume you need to create a result, but not too much that you injure yourself. And in, in my experience, I think one of the worst things is you, you feel like you're, you're not getting better, so you think, I'm just going to push harder, and then you hurt yourself. Yeah. And we've all been there, you know. And it used to be, if we went back a couple of years, I was the flexible dude at Unity Gym, and maybe I still am, but you and Richard are so much more flexible than you guys used to be now. You know, I think, uh, yeah. like, it's funny because I think this is the one of the, for me, this is one of the most powerful things about the UMS is that there's three guys that came at it from a different perspective. Like, you and Richard were always really passionate about your weightlifting and I was always much more passionate about skills. And for me, I always saw that skills, were like calisthenic skills and movement skills, that they required flexibility. Like, it just made sense to me if I wanted to kick high or if I wanted to do acrobatics, if my leg couldn't go there, I needed to be flexible and it took years and years of watching you guys get stronger than me and be able to do things better than me that I started going oh, maybe I do need to do strength training but then this, the opposite happened it took years of you guys watching me stretch before you started to see me do certain weightlifting movements easier than you and be able to get in and out of positions easier than you before you guys both started going oh, maybe I need to stretch and now we've all come to that middle ground which is the UMS which you know when when I'm training, you guys see me lifting a lot of weights and I see you guys doing a lot of stretching and we're all getting good flexibility now. We're all getting great results from it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I don't know. It's, I mean, whether it's do you do what you used to most uh, or... Um, you, I, I think yeah. it's your influences. I, yeah. think it, I, I think it's who you gravitate to as a young person because if you, yeah. if you think about it, you know, I'm reading books on um, raising boys at the moment um, being a father and one of the things that they talk about um, it is specific to boys but I'm sure it relates to women and girls as well is that you know boys get to a certain age where they actually actively start to look for men that they want to emulate outside of their father like up to the age of about um, 13 or 14 they look to their father but then from about 14 onwards they start looking outside you know and this is where a lot of boys go wrong because they don't find a good role model that's a man and so they start pairing up in groups of other boys and look for a way to fit in. And that's yeah. when gangs are formed and all the, all the problems. So I know for myself that when I was in that phase, um, I, the role models that I gravitated towards were martial artists. Yeah. I started to gravitate towards um, Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan and Jet Li, and that developed into my passion for Kung Fu, which developed me right up until the age of when I was an adult, um, in my 30s, when I started to consciously question whether the direction that I had um, subconsciously gone on was serving me well. And, you know, who do you think were the people that, that you looked up to to give you your um, yeah. passion in weightlifting and stuff? Yeah, look, I, it's, I guess that's... Um it's hard to because remember. Because there was definitely something. Because yeah. all I can remember is that you rejected the same role models that I had, that you you were like, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not into that martial, the kung fu stuff. Yeah, and you well, got when, into I was boxing going through, and when I was going through my adolescent 
period, I was like, I was a troubled kid. And one of the things I learned very early was that because of the type of person I was, I had anger management problems. I needed to be able to fight because <laughs> otherwise I get my ass kicked every other weekend because I was a smart ass. And um, yeah, I got into boxing, first kickboxing heavily, um, Muay Thai, and then boxing. And boxing gave me some discipline. That's why I gravitated away from kickboxing. I found kickboxing probably brought out the worst in me. Mm. The type of guys I was hanging out with at the kickboxing gym were mostly sort of criminals that liked to go out and get into trouble on the weekends to test themselves. That was just unheard of in my boxing gym. Mm. You were really, and to the extent where if you went out and got into a fist fight with someone that was not skilled, that was not on your weight level, uh, our coach uh, used to put us in the ring with someone much heavier than us to teach us a lesson, mm. to feel what it's like to have someone much more powerful than you and much better than you um, kick your ass, basically. Yeah. You know, It was really frowned upon to be a skilled fighter, and I, I'm pretty sure martial arts academies are the same, yeah, um, yeah. to go out and pick a fight with an unskilled well, the, fighter. All the ones that I went to anyway. But yeah. anyway, let's not digress down that path too much, but you, know, the, the, you can see that... Uh, what I, I was sorry what I was going to say is during that period uh, it was a very tumultuous period of my life through my late teens and early 20s I developed quite bad um, body dysmorphia because I was a very skinny kid boxing probably made that worse uh, and I had quite bad posture from boxing for so long that um, I emulated towards bodybuilders because of a an insecurity yeah you know, I yeah. was insecure about how I looked and uh, and I wanted to be bigger and I wanted to be stronger. And um, yeah, that's kind of what why yeah. why I went into that story. Yeah. Well, we went, uh, you know, we all we all got into exercise and fitness for our own reasons. And those are our beliefs on why people people do it. You know, you have somebody that you look up to and you think, I want to be a bit more like that. But we made a decision that we were going to be flexible um, quite late in our lives you know um, i know there's people that are watching that are in their 60s and they laugh at us when we say that stuff but for as old as we are now i'm about to turn 42 you're 40 and i was i'm pretty sure it was when i was about 36 or 37 that i made a decision that i was going to get flexible because i was so my, the pain that I was feeling in my hips and my lower back from my spondylolisthesis and from all the time in the army and the horrendous posture that I had, I just thought, man, where is this leading me to? Where am I going to go if I keep going down this path? And I just made the decision that I was going to start stretching. And the first couple of years, it was just stretch as hard as I can and as much as I can. And I uh, didn't get the best results. But after I started to learn off some really cool people, like I started learning from Ido Portal, um, a friend of mine, ours, Aaron McKenzie, and um, also putting together what we knew from um, you know our personal training years and from my martial arts years, and we and we both started coming together and figuring out some strategies for it, and we came up with some routines. You know, after that point, when we created the eighteen minute stretching routine, that was when we all got our first big breakthrough, didn't we? I think it took about probably about three to six months, and everybody was going, "Wow, I'm so much more flexible from doing this." Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's funny, you know, when I if I think back, I had a lot of influences telling me to stretch. You know, one of my mentors um, as I moved through the personal training industry was Tony Bataji, and you know he. Uh, he used to, you know, really talk about the fact that stretching was super important. 
Um, and he had different philosophies around flexibility than we do, but it was all about aiding your performance. Ian King had a big influence. Yeah, we saw did. Ian yeah. King speak publicly a few times and read a few of his books, and he had a huge influence on... I mean, he had a real strong ethos toward, uh, you know, balancing strength and flexibility and uh, for injury pre prevention and performance. Even, even the late Charles Poliquin, when I did um, little bits and pieces of his... Um, uh, coaching courses and 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 certifications, you know, he used to say like performance is heavily reliant on your mobility, mm. and he was the first person that that I saw that really pushed ass to grass full deep squatting, and you know if you couldn't do that you were in rehab basically you know yep. if you couldn't squat ass to grass then there was uh, your body was compromised mm. and there was limitations there that you needed to work on and you were you know you were in prehab or rehab yep. training and and then that was really reinforced by uh people like tony Bataji. and but the thing was that wh whether we were just not ready to hear it at that stage in our development or the other thing i'm leaning to was that those individuals didn't inspire us because that's, that's they what, weren't that's what i believe it was flexible people themselves because i was told for 13 years to that how important flexibility was by my martial arts teacher um, who i have a lot of respect for but i believe that his method and i believe the the i believe the method for um traditional martial arts masters the way that they teach is so outdated um it, i i get that it would have worked before television and media because before that time you have no external influences besides what you actually see and when you see a martial arts master they're so incredibly inspiring that you really just you know you hang off every word that they say but with media um that same approach where the martial arts master just sits in the back and shows you one or two things to really inspire you it does it's not enough to combat everything else that you see and everything else you're exposed to and I certainly, even though I was told repeatedly how much I needed to do it, I was not inspired to do it. Um, yeah. And it was something that wasn't a part of the class. There was the class yeah. and then there was, now you should stretch before yeah. you go home. And yeah. I was always like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I've been here for three hours. Ah, stuff it, I'll just stretch tomorrow. Yeah. And it just never, never produced a result. And the first time that we got the initial result was with the 18 minute stretching routine because it was at the start of the class. We made it a part of the workout. That's right. Yeah. So it was the first time ever, because before that we were doing stretching classes that we called Zen Flex, and then we were doing you know, body composition classes yeah. that we called Rage. And um, so people would say, oh, I'm either gonna do this class or I'm gonna do that class. And the stretching classes were only on twice a week. Yeah. So you didn't have an option to do them every day. Yeah. And that was, you know, it was through this trial and error that we came to where we are because we did that for six months and we looked at these people and we thought, man, there's some of these people that only do the stretching classes and they don't do any strength training. Yeah. Like, that's bad. Yeah. And then we were going and look at these other people. They're doing all the strength training and the and fitness training, no training, but they can't the touch strength. their toes and they're getting yeah. stiffer, yeah. you know. So that was that first breakthrough. So how long did it take us to get an initial breakthrough? Probably three to six months. And the, I think the biggest reason why that was a breakthrough is that we created a daily routine that was just part of our training and it, and it covered the whole body. Yep. But then the next big breakthrough came when we created the Mobility Masterclass because we hit that plateau after about six months where we were like, this is really good. We've come a long way, but we're not 
we're not getting closer to the splits. We're not getting closer to the pancake. We're not getting better at the back bridge. And that was because we weren't doing enough volume on those specific movements. Well, we weren't, uh, the, the, until that point, the 18 minute stretch routine was a warm up. Yep. It was used as a warm up to prepare you for the workout. And, you know, you sort of raced through it and it was a component of mm. the workout, of the hour long or not yep. you know, workout. Um, but it was, yeah, there was yeah, no it, intention it was... to improve on certain benchmarks, yeah. you know, and, and, um, and that's where the, the, the mobility masterclass was sort of birthed from or evolved from. We went, okay, now we need some benchmarks that are going to both align with the skills that we're trying to unlock and develop, but that give you a thing that you can check yourself against. Yeah. Can you do the splits, middle yeah. splits, front splits? Can you do a back bridge? Can you do a pancake, you yeah. know? Yeah. And where are you tracking? If I take a photo of myself today, and then a photo of myself in four weeks time, will I see progress? Yeah. And then, you know, when you start to measure things like that and benchmark things, you, you know, there's a saying, what only what gets measured gets improved, you know? Uh, then we started to go, okay, well now we need to construct some workouts that are built around these movements that will um, guarantee progress over time. And that's when we started to really go out and learn from people like Joachim and, yeah. and, uh, and other um, flexibility experts who were just superior to us yeah. further along that path. Yeah, you know? for sure. Let's real quick, let's just answer some of our um, members questions here so that we don't get um, we, we promised that we were going to do this yesterday. So Steve Cavanaugh is saying I did anything to get away from discipline, tried every drug I could uh, just to be bad, even went to the RSL in New South Wales from ACT so I could play pokies whilst underage. Yeah, I hear you, man. It's, it's, a, it's a challenging thing feeling like you're a lost teenager. And I think I was a little bit better than Yanni was, but we definitely both had our had our dark times. And Steve's also saying on a separate note, would you please repeat the address for Phil's podcast, etc. at the end? Um, yeah, it, um, the cool thing is he's recording it live to this page. So you don't have to go anywhere. You can um, consume the content here. His company, the rebrand is called Switched On Physio. And I'm pretty sure he's launching a podcast. His, I, I know that his website is switchedon.physio. And you'll physio, be able to find yeah. it from there. And then he's, he's uh, launched a YouTube channel, Switched On Physio. So you should be able to find them there. I haven't jumped over to YouTube yet to check out whether he's got anything up there live. But I know that he's recording the podcast that he's doing for this channel for this group and he's going to be um, publishing those to his YouTube channel just to get started come on Matroni is saying you guys have empowered me to warm up and cool down with the workout so thank you for that that's awesome brother and Steve Cavanaugh is saying still a Taekwondo run by the head of the TWD Association in Australia is static stretching almost entirely there is some ballistic with no end range strength the amount of stretching is so small. Yeah, man. I mean, that's what that's what I experienced in martial arts, man. And you know, so for, did I. for an activity that requires so much flexibility, uh, it's just. Cr and you know, I don't know. Maybe the teachers are lazy. Maybe maybe it's hard to fit everything into an hour, and it is because when you do martial arts training, like God, it requires more than an hour a day if you want to be really good at it. Uh, Lee Clements is saying, did the 18-minute stretch routine regularly when I had a neck issue and a couple of years ago since then, I've done it regularly with obvious improvements. Awesome. That's so cool, Lee. Yeah. So many people have had that kind of breakthrough. Yeah. So where, where, we, where we finished off, we, we were talking about, you know, the Mobility Masterclass created these workouts that we could do. And at first when we did it, we used to do them on their own. We used to do stretch mobility workout. Well, really, we call it the Mobility Masterclass. That was the 
And the re- in all honesty, guys, the reason why we call it that is because mobility was more of a buzzword when, and it's what we understood what we were doing back then. Now we understand it should really be called the Flexibility Masterclass, yep. but everybody's gotten used to the name of it. And the reason why that is is because mobility is really just taking your joints through their full range of motion. Flexibility is about <laughs> the increasing funny, mobility. The funny thing about all this is that when we look back, uh, now that we know what we know, um, the 18-minute stretch routine really should be called the 18-minute mobility, mobility routine. routine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the mobility masterclass should probably be called the stretching the flexibility, flexibility masterclass, masterclass. Uh, because one of them is really, really stretching and, and using all the different sort of um, myriad of different techniques that we use to stretch, loaded stretching, end range, maybe, all that sort of thing. Maybe we should officially change them, but the problem is all the videos say... Yeah, that's right. We'd have to go back through and just change um, so much. But yeah, and, and what we did back then was we were doing two workouts a day no what we first what we did was we did our strength training and then we did flexibility training at the end or mobility the mobility masterclass workouts at the end yeah and god those workouts took a long time yeah and then and that was one problem but the next big problem was there were so many days where you were so fatigued from your strength training that you didn't do all the flexibility yeah. training you just did like 10 or 15 minutes of it and you're like, oh, whatever god, you I'm can so get tired. out yeah. i'm just not going to do it so then we moved to doing two workouts a day. Lee Clements is saying, oh, that's always confused me about the, I'm assuming about the 18-minute stretch routine and the mobility masterclass. Yeah. It is very confusing. And one day we are going to have to update it because, yeah. you know, we're constantly learning as well. And, uh, and yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Sorry, so, I cut you off. That's all right. Um, you know, and then we remember we went to two workouts a day. We did strength training in the morning and flexibility in the afternoon. And that... It does produce a good result, but we found it was we, we just weren't getting anything done in our business. There was well, too the much. The big um, problem with that also for me was that I would it would take me a long time to warm up in the afternoon because after you do your heavy lifting in the morning and you have you know three to six hours break, you start to really your body goes starts to go into repair mode. Yeah, and you're right. starting to get the repair mechanisms going, and there's inflammation being released into the body to help that repair mechanism. And I found that it just disrupted that whole system to then go and do a really intense flexibility session in the afternoon because you do you disrupt the the what's going on in the body. Yeah. You have to really warm up, you know. And I just found that I didn't get the, uh, well, for me personally, I didn't get as good a result. No, I didn't either. And then um, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for this one because it was definitely me that started this. But I started stretching and strength training at the same time. I remember doing it. I remember thinking, because I was watching how between the three of us, we just weren't getting our stretching done. And I thought, I'm just going to try and do it all at once. I'm going to do strength and flexibility and blah, 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 like that. And that was the birth of the UMS. And, um, you know, going back to the title of this video. The thing is, it really bucks the trend. Because the the strength training zealots will say, oh, well, it interferes with recovery. So you're not going to be able to produce maximal strength and force, which... It, to a yeah. degree is true yeah, yeah for sure it's true you yeah. know it will interfere a little bit with the strength pathways you know yeah. you might be 10 percent weaker yeah that's right uh and the flexibility zealots will say oh yeah but you know you're not prioritizing flexibility yeah. uh and yeah it's true as well yeah. you know yeah. but we seem to produce better results than all of you so fuck yeah. off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well well-rounded results and people yeah. that people that are you know our members are saying um that they've never seen anything like this and they're getting better results. And I, and I think this is the key thing. The, what is so 
effective about it is that people are doing it. Yeah, that's it. People are actually it, doing what, what it. What I said before, I said in 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 um in a joking way, you know, uh, we're getting better results than everyone. Uh, uh, look. We base that off what people tell us and people who have tried a lot of other programs, online programs, this, that, and uh, what we've produced uh, ourselves, on ourselves, you know. And it is, of course, if you can manage to do multiple workouts in a day and this and that, and you've got all day to train, then yeah, you might be able to produce a better result if you train for strength in the morning for two hours and flexibility a few hours later for two hours, you know. Maybe. I don't know. I, I argue that you're interfering with the body's ability to start recovering and all that sort of thing. But um, double day training is a very popular way of producing superior results, you know, and you can get more volume in and you're sort of more fresh later on in the afternoon, some will argue, you know. But, well, if, you know, if you have six or seven hours break between each workout, it's, yeah. just, it's not how it worked for us. It was only about a two or three hour break for us because of the way that our day works with teaching classes and stuff. Yeah. But the problem is that you just, yeah, you got to rely on willpower. you got to rely on being able to stick to that routine. Oh, a lot of time. Yeah, you got to have a lot yeah, of a lot time. Of, it's not efficient. Time. You know, you got to remember, like, we're, we're not just, it's not just about what's the best possible way to train. It's about efficiency. It's about uh, consistency. Yeah. And frequency, yeah. you know, and 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 all of those things, you got to also be able to still live, live a life, uh, yeah. live a life, yeah. you know. Can I? I want to ask because I, because Lee Clements has said here. Oh, that's always confused me talking about you know the eighteen minute stretching routine. Roger says, yeah, it is. I'm guessing Roger that you're chiming in on that. Before we skip over this, I, I want to get your feedback. Would it make more sense to you? All can I get can I get some a- real answers here? There's 15 people watching this. If we change the name of the 18 minute stretching routine to the 18 minute mobility routine, the videos would still be the same, which means that I might at times call it the 18 minute stretching routine. But if I did a very short introductory video explaining why we changed the name and this is our evolution of the understanding of it, and then did the same for the mobility class masterclass, called it the flexibility masterclass. I want to know your opinions. You you guys tell us. Would that make more sense to you? Would it confuse you less if we did that um please let let us know and um adam potts has jumped in here and said should you be changing up the stretches between strength exercises in the ums like every mesocycle or just keep it the same wondering because i think i might be capable of loaded stretches between strength exercises yes and no change your stretches up far less than you change your strength training movements that it takes a lot longer yeah. to adapt you have to learn how to feel it and i've had for not we, we have had phenomenal results from doing the same uh, flexibility movements uh, stretches for six months yeah for six months doing the My same thing. My advice is that stretching, embrace the fact that stretching, stretch, flexibility training is boring as fuck. Like it really is. It, you don't get the same endorphin release from um, um, flexibility training as you do from strength or cardio. Um, you, you just don't, you know. The benefits are, are, are so important, so important. It complements everything it contributes to longevity you know there's been research done in argentina a few years back that suggests that um flexibility it increases life expectancy you know there's all sorts of really really strong reasons to get trained for flexibility but you just got to embrace the fact that it sucks it's not as fun tyson know? is that uh tyson my buddy from uh charlie company in the army that's tuning in uh, give me a give me a hallelujah 
Uh, it's funny seeing some of my old army mates watching these videos. Uh, also, um, uh, Roger Tulevsky's uh, jumped in. Old good friend of mine and Rad's and Richard's. Uh, he's saying he's the stiffest he's ever been. Brother, you got to come hang out with us a little bit more here. <laughs> get yourself involved because otherwise you just get stiffer and stiffer and stiffer. I know the way you like to train, you go all in and train hard. And uh, yeah, man, if you're not balancing that with flexibility, training, you're going to end up like I was a couple of years ago, which is just battered and bruised and in pain. Yeah, cool. Aiden Potts is saying, has asked a really good question. Oh, you, you've answered, I answered that. that yeah. One. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bucks um, the trend spot on. Absolutely, Steve. Balancing all things. Uh, yeah, Aiden, I'll say, like, I'll just elaborate on that a little bit, bro. Um, there's certain things, like with strength training, there's times when you need to periodize just for the sake of creating a new stimulus to the body. But then there's also times with strength training where you need to just keep going with the same thing because you haven't actually really taught the body how to do it yet. When it comes to strength training, those times that you should actually do the same amount of thing for a longer period of time are much shorter than with flexibility. Yeah. Like I'd probably argue that I'd never really do the same, the exact same thing for more than two mesocycles, but there are times that I would. There are times that I would say, look, I'm just gonna keep doing the same thing for another six weeks because I can feel I haven't had a breakthrough yet. With flexibility training, you can do it for a lot longer, but you also do need to change it up. So for you personally, brother, if you're saying that you feel that you're ready to start moving into the end range strength do it man go yeah. go for it but st stay on that end range strength phase one until you feel something happen tyson it is you awesome brother um good to see you mate hope you had a good anzac day um considering that we couldn't go out and do anything uh, let us know what you did man steve tyson's Kibana. one of my mates from the army um he was definitely a troublemaker weren't you buddy <laughs> <laughs> steve Kibana saying you have an expert redesigning however changing name would help in any new people who have not found it out yeah look it makes sense and after we're having i mean there's so many there's so many touch points where i have to change what it is but i think i'm just going to change the name on the dashboard on the course uh and then do a really quick little intro just explaining Greg um, Gillespie, you know, Gillespie saying, love listening to you guys. Thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Um, yeah, look, I think the big, the key here to understand, which we'll summarize and wrap this up, bring it in for a landing, is, you know, that flexibility training is, you know, to reinforce exactly what's going on. It's about, um, it's more, more about what's happening in the central nervous system than the tissues themselves. The tissues have elasticity uh there uh, but your brain restricts that from happening because it's not confident that you can safely go into those positions and rightly so many of us haven't developed strength in those areas of the body and if you're lacking sort of strength and and tissue tolerances then the body's preventing you from harm uh, mm. hold, holding you back for a reason so flexibility training is not just about you know elongating tendons and tissues it's uh, and muscles it's a, it's about proving to your brain and your central nervous system that it is okay to go into those positions and to access those ranges of motion and often new ranges of motion. And, and a big part of that is just time. It's just banking time, banking repetition, banking volume. And then at the same time, in alignment with that, developing the strength that's required if you do go into that range of motion. And that's why there is so much more to becoming flexible than just stretching.
Yeah. There is so much more to it. And anyone who says otherwise just doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah. They're not, they don't understand the need for strength development. And this is why I dislike any program or method that is not building strength and flexibility together yeah. at the same ratio. Yeah. Because you're never going to really tr um, achieve your true potential if you aren't, if you're yeah. not developing strength in those end ranges. If you're just stretching, 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 then you're becoming more vulnerable. Yeah. And if you're just strength training, then you're preventing your um, uh, your body achieving its true potential and you're at risk of injury as well. You yeah, know? absolutely. And for those of you that are watching, if you want to know what it is that you should be doing, if you're a member of the UMS online coaching program, then do this we're getting the site rebuilt so that this is more simple for you but for the time being just focus on the ums program that's if you've got access to a gym if you've got a home yep. gym or you can still train at the gym don't worry about the 18 minute stretching routine don't worry about the mobility masterclass because there's stretches within that program that are very very effective and the more you try to add the more overwhelming it becomes yep. for everybody else the Mobility Masterclass is the best program that we've found to be able to develop serious flexibility like middle splits, front splits, pancake, back bridge, shoulder flexibility, um, spine flexibility. And the 18-minute stretching routine is a really, really good place to get started. So yep. that just depends on what you want to do. And it's all just about, you know, getting getting into it and creating that routine you know and there's going to be uh, an opportunity for those of you that want to get started with that this weekend we're going to have a flash sale where we're going to put on one of our um flexibility programs so keep an eye out for that yeah um i think i think it goes more than that it's about trusting trusting the process yeah focus and embrace the process and trust that it's happening every time you sit down to do a pancake or every time you move into a position to do middle splits or work on shoulder flexibility you are not there's no guarantee that you're going to feel like you're making improvement in fact i'd go so far as to say that often you'll feel like you're not making improvements just trust that the, the improvements are happening the brain is step by step millimeter by millimeter inch by inch becoming more comfortable with you going into that position and the only thing that's going to prevent you from getting to your goals your flexibility goals is if you stop yep. if you don't trust the process and you stop for whatever reason yeah roger um you you're saying i can you repeat that again where do i start i need to bite the bullet uh, look, should we j just say what we're going to do this Friday anyway so that people can, you know, be prepared for it? The Mobility Masterclass. Yeah. This Friday, we are going to release the Mobility Masterclass in the flash sale, which means that it is going to be at a dramatically reduced price. And it has so many five-star reviews that it, it really, really, really works. Um, and we have a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it, tell us. We'll give you your money back. Simple as that. Roger, for you, get it, brother. Get yeah. it this Friday. Get it and, and get, get started it. with it, man. Just get started. And you've, you're right. You've got to bite the bullet, man. Do it Do it with your trainers out at your gym, bro. The, your trainers will freaking love it. And, yep. You know, it, it, their squat will improve. Their yep. deadlift will improve. Their bench press will improve, you know. And... Um, uh, yeah, I got no problem with you getting stuck into that course and then teaching it to your trainers, you know. It'll course, really help them. That's sure. what it's all about. It's yeah. about 
getting more people conscious about you know the benefits of this stuff yeah, yeah. and we're going to talk more about this tomorrow well this is a topic that we can really help a lot of people with so get your questions in yeah if you're watching this get your questions in for how do anything about flexibility anything let's get into that tomorrow let's answer your questions yeah and remember we just put up a new we just published a new video uh talking about this topic on youtube um, what's it called it's called uh, How Long Does Mobility Take? It's our latest video, except for today's live um, show. I put some real thought into that video. Uh, that is a real knowledge bomb. It goes for 17 minutes. If you want to you know, go deeper into this topic, uh, watch that video on YouTube. Go and check it out now. Roger, if you're uh, interested, hit me up, mate. We're about to start our licensing agreement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow at 7 a.m. for Thursday. This is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.